September 21st, 2022. Uh, it is Stop Skeletons and Podcasting episode 76. I am not quite as sick anymore, Uncle Derek. Hey, what's going on? And I am producer Grace, aka the Deuce, coming from you live in Seattle. <laughs> am I peeking every? Right. Which that's that's part of the aesthetic. I'm the Deuce, number two, the producer. Like I'm that's... I'm launching yeah. a new nickname. I'm the Groose. <laughs> the Deuce is loose. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, don't let your deuce run free. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's get this like you're, going. You're, you're, you're like the producer, but you're also number two. I'm the deucer. Also, we like poop jokes around here. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. Grace is talking about she, she wants to change her name. It's like, because produ- I think producer Grace I, says all, all you need. It's it's fine. But I'm, I'm the deuce. This is true. Well, thank you for coming in clutch you know what, Grace? with those air horn noises. Might be the I deuce, knew I could count on you. I think you're number one in our hearts. Aww. Yeah. Well, number two follows number one. I mean, number one in our farts. Oh, <laughs> Hey-o! snap. Hey. Uh, so it's Wednesday. Not not usually we record these on Monday and upload them on Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday. We're recording on a Wednesday because I I, I got a cold. Mm-hmm. And I'm proud, happy to say it was just a cold. Yay. And it was like a cold that I used to get all the time. Uh, and it's like the first time I've gotten the cold since like... Really, before um, I kind of went on a big, big, big health journey, mm-hmm. it started with a trip to the emergency room. But I found out I had a whole bunch of fun stuff problems with uh, my, my my guts and, and, and my throat mm-hmm. and my sinuses and all that. And I've been I've been making big changes, big swings, and uh, I realized I used to get the same kind of head cold once, twice a year. And this is the first time I got it. Yeah. And uh, I got I did a COVID test. Shit was negative, and I had a feeling that it was because I was like, I recognize it. it was. It's like when an old friend shows up, right? It's like a, it's it was a similar kind of feeling, like yeah, it's this guy, and I felt like I ran, I ran through it faster, but then like the kind of dismount, the, the the final stretch, the final throws of the cold were way longer, so the overall still. So two two days of extra rest, I think we're good because you you yeah. also honestly we just put out the big Crash Bandicoot video. Yeah, you were. Putting in the long hours, just making sure it was ready to go. It was. I bit, know I was as well, just yeah. getting thumbnails done and everything. Of course, huge shout out um, to uh, Sober Dwarf. Did a fantastic job. Absolutely crushed it on the edit. Um, noticed a couple of like, got some feedback from people on Patreon. Uh, and then um, honestly, like I know I spent a couple. We can say, all right. I spent a couple days tightening the edit. I spent like maybe a couple hours on each of those days working on it, but I was sleeping a lot, <laughs> drinking a lot of NyQuil, uh, drinking a lot of DayQuil, and then yeah, kind of doing... Yeah, keep it PG. <laughs> doing a couple of... This is uh, a daytime show. Exactly. Well, I was... I, I'm ha- happy to say that last two days, I've not had any Ni- NyQuil or DayQuil. Hey! So I feel like I'm on the up. There but, we go. Yeah, you know, we did the... Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's The launch is always a lot of work, because we're really bad at <laughs> getting <laughs> uh, the thumbnail ready and stuff like that, and so... Doing that, finishing up some other stuff. Um, yeah, I slept like basically all of Monday, most of yesterday. <laughs> slept in today, uh, but I am feeling better. Yay, good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. Though I guess I'm 
as I say that though, I'm feeling like the, the the gunk in my throat and the gunk in my sinuses right now. So like maybe I'm not. I can't see. Here's the thing. Okay. I can't go like deep, full Barry White. All so right. I I can do. This is my normal deep voice. If I'm gonna go down like this, but when I have the sore throat, it's like even more. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, you're not. You're not quite it's, wait, hitting it's there, that deep. It's there a little bit if I want to, but you know. Uh huh. Yeah. It's 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 fun. It's, Having the sore throat can be fun because you can just walk around and just speak like a ghoul. That's honest. That's how I know you're sick, actually, is because your voice goes down like three octaves. <laughs> yeah. You're suddenly like, wow. You know, he's sneezing and just like just a fi- torrent of snot coming out of his face. But he's a little more attractive all of a he's sudden. He's just nailing it. <laughs> Damn. But no. Yeah. Thanks for everybody watching the video. Um, Yeah. And also like, I want to say, hey, you know what? We got a ton of comments. I don't know if Grace, you really have anything to talk about with what's been going on with your life. Um, uh, well, game gaming update because we're a video game show. Gaming. I played Immortality, or I'm currently playing Immortality. And yeah. what is that? What, that that's a very interesting game. Go it's ahead. a really interesting game. It kind of feels like it's a, a quote unquote game that you could put on Netflix, and it would be awesome. Like sure. just do really well. It's like a found footage. Yeah, if you've game? ever played, I think the first game that the studio put out was called, or the first one I was aware of was called Her Story, which is a really cool. Um, Herstory. Herstory. Yeah. Well, we all are aware of Herstory. <laughs> yeah. We live through the lens of Herstory on this channel. You but know what? when I was done with that, I sashayed away. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyway, Immortality is a kind of like a narrative-based found footage game where you watch clips and then you are able to use some of the items that are in the clip. You know, you pause the clip, you can click on different items in the clip and those items will lead you to other like conceptual things that were similar in other clips. Like you'll unlock clips by clicking on things basically. Mm -hmm. So like if you see a water bottle in a sketch, in a in a clip you can click on it and then you'll see a glass of water in another video another clip and you can so you watch that and basically the goal of the game is to find out what happened to this actress named marissa marcel she disappeared that's all you know gotta figure out what happened to her and so we're gonna look at footage from the making of her first three or her only three movies and just see what see if we can figure out what happened and then at the same time there's some spooky supernatural stuff going on and that's all I'll say without spoiling it. Well, spo- it is very interesting. Spoilers. And oh, are you going to say what I think you're going to say? There's butts. And, and boobies. the boobies. <laughs> There's the bottom, the bottom lumps and the, the top lumps. Yeah. Are all up in this. Uh, no, no front goodie parts, but the front goodie parts on the top. Yeah. But uh, it's a tasteful. Um, I think one thing I really enjoy about this game is that uh, it's it's well acted and it's the, the, it, the maybe this that the dialogue scenes themselves are not the dialogue maybe ain't great. It's really fun because the it's, the dialogue for the the quote unquote movies that she was in. Mm-hmm. It's a movie from the sixties, and then it's a movie from the seventies, and then it's a movie from the nineties. And yeah. it's really funny because each 
era of the movie really hits that era that it's from and (laughs) like just how the 60s is all like dramatically grabbing someone and forcing that your mouth on them (laughs) Mm -hmm. like in a lot of you know a lot of those scenes are or movies are like that so that that movie is full of that and then the 70s movie is just we're gonna say the word ass and tits and Mm -hmm. it's wow it's so aggressive and avant-garde we're artists you know it's very much that and then the 90s one is just like haha we're fun i don't know i don't know how to describe it It is very fun to watch their outfits in the 90s one the the 90s one definitely feels like kind of post pulp fiction miramax era rom-com like but but with like thriller yeah thrown yeah on. it definitely yeah. If, if, that that was I, i've definitely like had my movie c- cinephile uh uh era in my college days and you know what definitely like i felt like it was hitting all the marks because the 60s the 60s piece is a is a, the 60s movie is a period piece mm-hmm. but it still definitely feels low budget and artsy like a 60s film would be yeah and yeah no it's it's really interesting and then basically you just kind of jumping around these clips and then suddenly like your controller vibrated and you're like, Oh, what that what's what's going on with that. And then you rewound and then suddenly like there was su- something extra going on imposed over the scene where like other characters doing something totally different. And I was like, what's going on? And it was, it's sort of, I kind of liked that it, it, it took a while to get going, mm-hmm. but like, cause I guess actually you played it a lot more without me. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of came in and you're like, Oh yeah. So here's what happened. I did this scene and then went to, and just kind of, you kind of piecing it together very yeah, interesting really interesting and i i actually had a moment where i had to like i i've i think i've unlocked a majority of the clips except i didn't realize that when you are going backwards to find whatever specific clip is happening sometimes you have to go frame by frame and i wasn't doing that because i didn't realize you needed to i sometimes i would just see these clips and i'm like wow this is cool and then i would just move on but i wasn't unlocking the whole th- clip so now I like have to go back through oh, so it. It isn't just superimposed. It actually just clicks over. Yeah. Some sometimes it clicks over into an entirely new scene, but I wasn't and I was able to get that sometimes, but I wasn't improperly unlocking any, everything. This is just a PSA. If you're playing it on the Xbox one, sometimes you got to use the frame select. Mm-hmm. I have not actually gone through and done that yet, yeah. but I think that's why I haven't been able to finish the game. But there's some there's some tawdry uh, uh, murder and some sex and but all kind of all tastefully done. It's you know. yeah, it's tasteful. Definitely not a game for kids. Definitely in the chat, somebody posting uh, Quagmire going giggity giggity. It's not quite. It's not quite that chat. <laughs> but it is a little bit. It's all right. Hey, it's it's. Listen, we're adults here, but naked naked people are fun, and it's nice to play a game. And it's like, oh hey, naked people, cool. And it's yeah, it is. It is interesting because I, I think I definitely had a moment where I was like, I haven't seen boobies in a game before like yeah. this and i was just like this is kind of a game like it's this, arty so not and definitely not in a game like this so if you want a new experience if you kind of like i guess like a visual novel type of thing if you like a good mystery yeah, somebody in the chat i would said, recommend it it's like a game pass it's on game pass so yeah yeah uh, nick in the chat said visual novel but with movies so like a visual movie but <laughs> that is a movie already but no i get, get, get what you're saying nick um no interesting weird I'm still playing Dragon Quest when I have time, when I'm not, like, just fucking tired. You're not sleeping. Yeah, I just needed a lot of sleep. So, hey, we uh, put out the, uh, uh, the Patreon post a couple days ago that we're moving the podcast today. We're like, but hey, 
get get your questions in. We should do this more often because we got a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, we should definitely do like, hey, podcast in a couple hours, uh, questions. Maybe we should try and do it. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> like the it's day like before. It's a scheduled that event I, that, that happens regularly it. and we should maybe treat it like that. I think I see like people like Nitro Rad do that. Like, hey, podcast tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think the rest is podcast, man. Uh, let's just do. We got tons of questions. Tons let's of just, things to go through. Well, I want to start man. out with one from James. Which is about your HVGN days. We got a lot of questions. Also, thank you to the people that watched the HVGN comp. Uh, got a lot of HVGN uh, questions. <laughs> yeah. So, has your opinion of Zoda's Revenge mellowed out in the last 15 years? As a kid, I preferred it over the first due to the controls being easier. But that last boss fight was just BS. My opinion on Zoda's Revenge has never changed. Okay? I never liked that game. Uh, Derek I, is a rock. I don't think I've ever heard you change an opinion on a game. Oh, man. Can you think of any? There's a couple that like I didn't like at first, and then when I got back to it. You know what? I didn't like Resident Evil 4 at first. Whoa. I actually was like, I, it took me a long time to beat it. I think I was like kind of disappointed when I first played it way back in like 2000, yeah, 2005. Yeah. I was a little late to it. I mean, it's a huge jump. Yeah, I, 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 I just kind of wasn't, I just really wasn't getting it. It didn't click with me. And then I think a friend of mine was just like, what do you fucking do? You, you have to play that game again. I was like, all right. You know, it, it's I mean, it's not that I didn't like it, but I was like, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot. And then um, I think I, I stuck with it. I really I don't think I've, I've said before, I don't think I really, really liked Resident Evil 4 until I got New Game Plus And I was like, just the nuances of the combat. I just that game is fun, but I think I liked just I just love shooting stuff. I think I enjoy Resident Evil 4 when there's like no challenge and this when it's just a play box. It's just it's just a sandbox to play in. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of my favorite thing about Resident Evil 4 is just like just messing around with that world and those tools. Um though playing on professional and like, you know, the water room and stuff like that. Those tense moments are great as well, but it didn't click with me until I was able to just really kind of play with my toys. Was and, it was it because it was the first time you played like over the shoulder like that? I mean, it was the first time like anyone had, you know, like, but actually, um, I was a huge fan of Winback. Uh, yeah. shout, shouts to shouts to Pops. Shouts to Pops. Uh, Christmas, Christmas 2000, Christmas 99. I forget. Uh, Dad won Christmas that year. Uh, we've, we've, we've I've shown that picture in videos before where I'm holding the Winback box. OK, when you get a Christmas picture. You're supposed to smile and say thank you. And, you know, you can tell when it's like, oh, avocado, thanks. You know, when the kid is forcing a smile. The picture of me holding Wimback is a, such a genuine smile. I love that game. Played it to death. Um, did you ask your dad to get that for yes, you? Yes. I remember. Did. Okay. So I, he didn't just like, no. No, I remember because I was so interested in it. And, I, and, and like, it wasn't at Blockbuster. I, was, I remember like I had to go to like to, to rent it. I had to find. Like I had to call around to specific mom and pop shops, which by the late nineties, there weren't as many anymore. It was so hard to find a rental copy of that game. And I don't know. And I didn't really have the money to just like buy a new 50, $60 game or whatever. Well, yeah. Cause you were a child. 10th grade. Okay. 10th grade. That, that's grade. lawn mowing age. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, but this, but it came out like in November and I was like, I don't have, it's maybe that, maybe that wasn't a snowy season where I could shovel driveways. But anyway, um, your opinion on Zoda's Revenge has not mellowed. If anything, it has intensified. I remember. So 
I got that game. So the uh, for my 10th birthday is when I got my top loading Nintendo that I still have to this day M Star Tropics for my for my birthday. It was like it was like I kind of think of it as like my last great birthday before like you know the teenage years before you kind of like start growing up and get a little more cynical and sure uh, yeah my fat was and, but so the next you're year you're too old for Barney the next year so I played the hell out of Star Tropics love Star Tropics and um they had a second one I was like hell yeah I gotta get it so for my next birthday my grandma took me to the mall gave me twenty dollars like hey let's go shopping and I bought those those revenge I think for twenty bucks. And I was just like, yes, another Star Tropics. And I took it home and I hated it. <laughs> Immediately hated it. And um, begrudgingly still beat the game uh, uh, in, in that Star Tropics, in, in the Zodos Revenge video. That's still the save that I had at the end of the game. Because I think I show bits and pieces of the final dungeon, uh, which is just the first dungeon from the first game. And that's a huge pet peeve of mine. It's like, if you are in a sequel going to throw back to the previous game, you better nail it, because all you're going to be doing is reminding me of a better game I'd rather be playing. Um, so when I came out swinging on Star Tropics to Soto's Revenge for in, in 2011, 2010, whenever the hell that was. Mm-hmm. Um, too that, soon. That was me. Whatever, whenever it was. Too I know, soon. That was me. Also, I still didn't like that game. I never liked that game. And I continue to not like that game. So. There you go. Not there. You go. Not, Sorry, Derek, Derek. Don't do soft. But also, hey, if you like that game, I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, I don't. That's, that's the thing. It's it's, like, it's more about it's your personal it's my personal feelings. Thing. I, you I, you tend to not like sequels. Yeah, I notice. Yeah, no, I'm I'm yeah. And it's I think because if you like something enough to play a sequel, you're you already have pretty high expectations. I'm going kind of in. like my, my you personally. My thoughts on sequels is, and this is like the creative issue people have i think is you know when you make a thing and it's really good you want to iterate on it and improve on it i'm like yo i really like this thing movie album game whatever i like this thing give me another one and then iterate mm-hmm. <laughs> which is why i still don't i think st- i still prefer doom 2016 to doom eternal because do- they're they're just like I-, I i wanted more of doom 16 and i didn't get it with doom eternal and like and by me- by many measures, Doom Eternal is probably a better game. But I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's just me. But that's that's just, I know, I know a lot of people strongly disagree with that. But like, yeah. you know, that's kind of why I land on it. That's a controversial take. Yeah. All right. So this is from Chev Matic, which is um, and it's another HVGN qu- question. Will we ever see a return of Neckbone? <laughs> no, no. It's that that was that was a different time. Uh, I don't. So, all right, something I actually was thinking about. So, neckbone as an idea was something that when it that was that that was one of the first times a video of mine actually got some pushback. It was my third video, but the first two videos were largely. What, what positive. video was it? That was for Star Tropics. Uh huh. With neckbone was with neckbone. Okay. Yeah. And um. I did the Metal Storm video, did the Journey of Silius video, and, you know, I wasn't a huge channel right away, but, like, the videos, those, like, immediately got really some pretty positive response. Not a ton of response, but what little there was was very positive. And so Star Tropics, the third video with Neckbone, was the first time people were like, no, <laughs> nah, bro. And Neckbone was, there's another question somebody was asking about, like, where, where, where did Neckbone come from? 
Uh, I guess it's been a really long time since I told this story. So Neckbone, N-E-K-B-O-N-E, was just some guy that a friend of mine happened to be... that I was, I was playing Halo 2 at a friend's house online, and this guy named Neckbone, he was just really bad. And at the time, I was doing the Dave Chappelle show voice for Lil Jon, and so I was just like speaking in that like, yeah, yeah, what? Kind of a thing, you know, doing all of that. Uh, hopefully they didn't peek the mic too much. So I was just doing that on the mic. And then this guy, Neckbone, Neckbone, you know, I was just like making fun of him. And I, I just happened to kill Neckbone in like, like 10 times in the span of like three minutes. I just kept on running into him. And I was like, oh, what you at, Neckbone? And, I, and the guy was getting really mad at me. Uh, and it was just a fun, and that became a, a meme with my friends. And I just, I would just say Neckbone all the time. And it's a fun word to say, Neckbone. Bone's a fun word to say. When I was doing the HVGM parody stuff, I just thought I should parody Shit Pickle, which was just the angry nerd is re- reviewing a game and Shit Pickle is just going, shit, shit, pickle, pickle, shit, shit, like a Pokemon. And but he had a, he had an animated Shit Pickle. I wasn't I wasn't good enough at editing to do that. So I was like, what can I do? I'll just have a sock puppet. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And now I seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> And a lot of people were like, yeah, you ruined the Star Trek. This shit. That was so annoying. He wouldn't shut up. Neckbone was just yelling over the review, just saying, bone, neck. And I realized that like the shit pickle character was still kind of reviewing the game because in the AVGN video, he was like, this game is shit. And then shit pickle would go, shit. You know? So he was speaking along with the nerd, whereas I had Neckbone just saying nothing. <laughs> Uh, but that's my style of humor, I guess. <laughs> um, and so he came back a couple of times. Uh, but honestly, uh, that that character only kind of came back as a fun gag every once in a while. But really, it was an AVGN parody. But by like the third or fourth, fifth video, really by the Nightshade video, which I think was the seventh video, I was kind of done with the parody aspect of parodying James so specifically. I kind of was taking the the, the series in my own direction and kind of moved further away from uh skits and stuff like that suddenly this parody has hands i can't i can't let go of it yeah that, well, that, it's that's, not a joke anymore I mean, that's really like also why i stuck <laughs> with the name for so long because i didn't really ever need to promote myself i just put stuff out there i said happy video game nerd and like i get comments all the time like just hate clicks like oh you suck how would you how dare you and a lot of times those people would come back and say oh never mind i watch your videos they're they're actually pretty good like i got i'm not joking i got a ton of comments of people hating on me and then respond and then coming back like never mind actually your video is pretty good <laughs> you know and it's neckbone is also a i guess it's literally like a vestige of a different era of humor where you could get away with just like even that time at um in just general internet humor the peak of humor was like saying something random or just yelling and that was the yelling was the punchline and you can't really get away with that anymore like occasionally but it's not it's kind of played out yeah i think i I do think that there's there's it and this is what i was kind of thinking about when the first asking this question um was it was definitely a more like fearless time uh when just like i would just try new things but also like that's when youtube was just like everyone was just had a goofy idea and just did it 
and you know now with with youtube is such a different place i feel like yeah. just taking big swings like that and doing something really different and radically interesting and different is like very very difficult and very risky now i feel like i wouldn't i wouldn't do anymore tiktok is kind of in that golden era at the moment yeah or it's it's maybe at the edge of the golden era i think where people quote-unquote professionals are getting on tiktok so it's it's going to be less fun <laughs> in the future i mean yeah. you know whatever i don't know all right so neck bone returning to stop skeletons tiktok soon yeah <laughs> uh this is a Question is from Corey. Given the recent GTA 6 leaks, do you feel gamers are becoming too uh, comfortable with access to information and games and or studios? Personally, I like being surprised going into new games, but that feels like a luxury these days. Um, I actually disagree. I feel like gamers are like not comfortable enough with access to early games and or studios. And maybe I hope that's not too hot of a take, but... The way people, a lot of people reacted by um, being upset, saying, oh, look, this game's going to suck, blah, blah, blah. Um, I actually am on the side of, like, it really sucks for the people who worked on it to see, to have that footage leaked. But I think the only reason it sucks is because people are so unused to seeing early yeah. stuff that they kind of react in a toxic way. When, when actually, I think it's cool to see the way things are made. No, and I think that's that's a larger industry problem. And that's something this industry has worked very hard to... Kind of cultivate or yeah. hide. or I think the secrecy it, that, that, around things actually makes it worse. Like, behind the scenes stuff is, like, no one talks about how many copies the game sold, if it was profitable, you know... Uh, from the very beginning and like and in the NES days, like there are some games that didn't have credits. We don't there, there are some older games. We don't know who actually made them because, uh, you know, Japanese developers were worried that like their talent was going to get poached by other people. It's always been very secretive in a way that like music and film and, you know, play and novels aren't. Mm -hmm. um, and so to me, that that reaction that GTA six got was really frustrating to see. Because those people going like, lol, I'm not buying this game. Cancel my pre-order now. And then also people going like, you idiots. How do you not know what a game a game in progress looks like? It's like, I don't know. Those people don't see that that often. And also, like, I don't think that there is a game right now that is more anticipated than Grand Theft Auto 6. Because GTA 5 is still, like, still in, in the most, One of the most, played the most successful the commodity that mankind has created. My, my hairstylist, my... 50 to 60 year old hairstylist plays doom to score dudes like literally to find dudes to date yeah like that's All the right. crate that's the craziest if you want to know how big gta 5 is and i'm just like <laughs> and I, I, she my, my hairstylist is picking up dudes and I, and I feel like that's like a red flag right if you go on a date with a guy and he's like yeah i love gta i feel like that's well, she like loves gta so okay, right. like they have a lot in common <laughs> you know what uh, she loves GTA and Ozarks. Those I are her two favorite. I will things. say this: I, I saw the <laughs> I saw that trailer or the the leaked footage, and I was like, "Oh, so it's the it's the it's the coffee shop. It's it's the um uh, the cafe from the beginning of Pulp Fiction, and when you you can rob people now, and you can go to the place at the beginning of you know beginning end of Pulp Fiction. We're still doing that, huh? That was my reaction. Was like, okay, I I. 
played GTA 4 a little late because I was late getting at 360, but it was one of mm-hmm. the first games I bought. And I was sort of like, I don't know, I've kind of played this game before because I played the shit out of the, all the three, all five of the PS2 games. I played the uh, Liberty City Stories and Vice City Stories a bit too. Yeah. I, I did my time on PS2. So when I got GTA 4, I was sort of like, I've kind of, I mean, yeah, it's nicer looking, but the story and stuff, I'm kind of like over it. And then Saints Row the Third came out and I was like, I'm not, I never looked back to be honest. Yeah. And then I got GTA 5 many, many years ago and I played a bit of the story mode and I was like, yeah, I've I've done this, seen it. Mm-hmm. And so my response, I don't know about the technical aspects of it and, you know, there's a lot you can discuss. But all I know is I was like, okay, we're still referencing American cinema. Cool. So you you also had a bit of a kind of meh reaction to I it. Was, I was I but don't I don't know. But that I, I, I was honestly really looking forward to it in the first yeah place. I think I think you were gonna have that reaction. No yeah, matter what. yeah. You know it's um it's interesting. I mean there are good points like um from Nick that sometimes you in the chat that you might put out like a promise for some feature and then it ends up being cut. Like the movies are made a little bit differently in that. Most of the time, you've planned everything that is going to be in it before, <laughs> you know, you actually yeah. shoot. And because of that, like, there are things that don't usually, I guess, maybe it's a more straightforward process. I guess, like, when you said that, the first thing that came to mind for me was, like, perfect head mode and perfect mm-hmm. dark. Yeah, yeah. Which, But I don't know. It's, I guess, like, my, like, returner to that is that, oh, that's that's good for the culture. That was good for the culture that we knew that that was a thing that could have happened. So it is kind of fun. I think it still is fun to know these things, but from a commercial perspective, I can understand why that can like torpedo mm-hmm. a game. And that that sucks. I don't really think there's a great answer for it, though I think more information is generally good. I, I guess yeah. I, I, uh, I looked at the reaction and went, of course people are reacting this way. I wasn't, it was upsetting and kind of a bummer to see people very upset on both sides of it. But it's like, yeah, but this is what the industry has been working really hard to be. <laughs> so, um, yeah, No Man's Sky is another one yeah. where it's like, th- th- there's so many. Uh, I, bet, I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but like anything Peter Molyneux ever did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that, I was going to, I was going to bring up Fable, but it's like, that's almost like a, you know, that's a whole different thing. It is a whole but, thing. But I mean, I did also bring up its comparison <laughs> to like movies, films, uh, and music and novels. But then again, like making video games, it is a different medium. Uh, it is enormously more difficult. Not to mention like, um, I don't know that Red Dead Redemption 2 ever got big leaks like this. So, Well, no, this is the biggest leak in like the history of ever. But also, it's like, specifically, Rockstar has never had a huge-ass leak like this. That's amazing. I can't imagine making games at this scale, at this level, and then somehow you are not leaking footage and no one's hacking you. Like, that's just... So, it's almost like, wow, it took this long for a, a hack of this level to happen? Congratulations. Hats off. Like, you did it. That's amazing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All it's. Right. I. I just saw it. I just saw it as an industry thing. I saw that. I saw all the people that were upset for all the different reasons. I went. I think all these reasons are valid reasons to be upset. And I think that, that there's a big veil that is cast over game creation. Uh, that should be uh, lifted. But they've worked very hard to make sure that veil remains. People are ignorant. That's not their fault. I think it's going to be really exciting to see 
what the game is actually going to look like. And it's going to be good for, I mean, it's going to be good for YouTube, <laughs> YouTubers yeah, yeah, in yeah. like 10 years. I mean, it's good for YouTubers now, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you, YouTube gamer, gaming YouTube feasting right now. Yeah. But like. Also, wasn't that footage like technically from like a. Like, 2019. Or, yeah, 29, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's old. It's very footage. old. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> All right. This one is from Megabyte. Would you consider a video segment on RESTful Doom, or is that joke too niche for non-programmers? I'm actually not familiar with. I Restful had Doom. to Google what that was, and I wasn't able to find. Uh, I wasn't able to find the answer soon enough, and I went, I don't know what the hell that is. Oh, so I. It must be a mod for Doom. It's. It, I, I, it looks like there's some kind of program called Rest, and somebody was like, I wonder if I can run Doom on this thing. And that was about as far as I got before it was like, I don't know what this is, but it, 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 it is potentially too niche, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> because of that. But that is the, but potentially like, <laughs> you know, we've always thought about like uh, once we have exhausted all of the like official ports of Doom, we just talk about all the unofficial ones. And it's like, what would that video be? And I think it would be us a listing. Here's the calculator who, one. Yeah, like here's the yeah who the did Minecraft it? one. When apparently, yeah, who made Doom within Doom? Like, you just who put Doom on a McDonald's kiosk? Who put Doom <laughs> on an ATM? The history of putting Doom on, on the ATMs. pregnancy test. Yeah, exactly, you know, all, stuff all like of that. The ones, yeah. and, and, and it would just be like a, a listicle. <laughs> it would just be, I mean, and I, maybe, I think that could still be and fun. That could still be fun, but though yeah. probably like Game Rings has made that video. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> And also, I, like I've that. said before, I just really like, you know, <laughs> fan communities are great, but I just love it when, uh, you know, some cigar chomping publishers like, I got to have Doom on this device. <laughs> and then like just uh, throws a little bit of money at some poor developers in a broom closet and says, make it work. I just think that story is more interesting than the hobbyists going like, can I get this working on like a shoebox? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so this is from Tyler. Did you catch Cyberpunk Edge Runners, which is the new anime Netflix show in set in the world of Cyberpunk? No, I've not seen that. I have not seen it. My introduction to it was I saw the word lolly <laughs> trending on Twitter <laughs> and I clicked on it. And that's that's, that's how that, I learned and that's that. That's always that's always. I know that's good not joke. a great side. That's how I, I learned that that here's anime what, existed. Apparently do, the anime is very good. Here's what you do. Mm -hmm. is when you see that Resident Evil Village or Resident Evil 8 is trending, click on that because you might, like, you know, get some news or a cool, you know, video. But you'll also just get, like, Lady D porn. And but at least, at least it's adults. Yes. I think well, that, that's yeah. that's the that's thing. That's why it's great, At least yeah. it's adults. But, um, it's extremely I, adult, I haven't giant watched, ladies. And I haven't <laughs> watched it, but I am actually really interested in watching it after all the news has been coming out about it. And also, I think... Cyberpunk has had like its biggest days since launch yeah. in terms of concurrent playership so like, since the show came out. And I so I'm I kind of want to see what the hubbub is about. And I also like cyberpunk as a genre already. So I'm in. Yeah, probably this weekend. I was. Gonna oh, check I will it out. say that, like, I saw that uh, Blade Runner has like a cartoon movie or a series on Netflix. And we watched the trailer for it. Netflix or HBO. One of those things. I don't know. It was on somewhere. And we watched a trailer for some kind of anime uh, uh, thing for uh, you know Blade Runner, which is the original cyberpunk, right? Mm -hmm. At least in cinema. And I was like, wow, I don't know what the hell the plot of this is, but it looks cool and looks fan servicey as hell. And that might be enough. 
I really liked that Blade Runner sequel that came out uh, with uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, it was so good. Um, so is there a reason why they use the word Edge Runner? Like, is that are they just literally like, okay, we know. need to have the word runner in this title somewhere just to grab all the people who vaguely heard of Blade Runner? Yeah, yeah. This uh, edge, I, we got to get this edge. Yeah. <laughs> you mean we got to get this edge all the way across, across town, town and none of us have a car? There's <laughs> only one man for the job. <laughs> <laughs> edge runner. <laughs> that I mean, is a TikTok. But also, that is like, like from one of my cyberpunk, favorite TikToks. Dude, actually, cyberpunk edge runner? That sounds like a. Like, 15 years ago, that'd be like a, that'd be a joke. That'd be a skit. <laughs> you know, that's like Call of Doom, War of Machine. Like, you know, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Modern uh, War, Blade 2, Furious 2, yeah. Smash Brothers. I don't know. I think that it's fun that maybe, have we gotten to the point where uh, Cyberpunk has reached its No Man's Sky level of like, it's it's good now? And everyone's just kind of like forgotten how bad it launched. I think people have definitely not forgotten. Okay. However, I do think we are nearing that point. I, I saw a um like a news story recently that they announced that they're no longer going to be updating like the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One versions of that game. That all the mm. future future updates would only be on the next gen consoles and on PC. And to me, that was sort of a like an indication like, oh, not only they will still not only are they planning on continuing to update this but they're doing it so much that people are upset it's not going to be happening on the ps you know they're making so many improvements and so many leaps i I, think i still have that like launch era download on the ps4 um maybe it's time we uh, jump into that and just see how that game gets to run you know what we can just unplug the internet just just have have some fun uh, uh, my, my ps4 has been set to not auto update Ever since things, I wanted to make sure that <laughs> honestly, we, don't, we hardly even use a PS4 anymore. I know yeah. we're all we're dirty Xbox Game Pass gamers. Now. Yeah, we yeah. Xbox. OK, let me see. Next question. This is from the great Joe. Oh, and before we get too far, not Grace, they're actually the, uh, right. Uh, there were some questions in the uh, the chat here from people. Uh, at the very stop when we started going recording here. OK, so yeah. Don't forget to go. This couple, is from uh, GH Rocker. Yeah. Uh, I'm in a creative funk and I want to learn a new skill and was thinking of learning to, <laughs> to produce music. In your opinion, what's the best way to start? Oh my God. Uh... <laughs> this is so, okay. Sorry, um, GH Rocker. The reason I laughed and I, I feel bad for laughing. The reason I laughed as I was reading that is because this is something that Derek complains to me about literally all the time. Yeah. And so I know you're going to have a lot to say about it. That's the only reason I laughed. <laughs> sorry. So for me, I just... How do I, how do I, 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 all right. First off, I do not have the answers for you, bro. I'll say this to you right now. Um, but, uh, God, so I, about a year ago, just under a year ago now, uh, down, got, uh, bought myself the latest copy of Logic, uh, Logic Pro for Mac, which is the uh, program that I, I know, I know, have some experience with in terms of making music. And, uh, it's, it, it had been, you know, it's been, it's, it's been the better part of a decade now. Since I really got into making music and, you know, playing with knobs and stuff like that, uh, it's gotten so much more complicated. And I just keep getting in my head about like, oh, this is a cool synth tone. But is it is it the best synth tone? What if I can I play with all the knobs? 
play with play with all the knobs. What about, what about the what, what if we do a different tone? What about this instrument? And I just get so wrapped up in playing with the knobs, trying to figure out the tones. Cause I had this like stupid idea of like, I'm gonna make this song and I'm gonna put it out, and people are gonna be like, that's the most basic shit ever, bro. And I'm gonna be like, oh, I thought it was rad. And maybe that's not even true. I don't know. I really have this dumb mental uh, hang up right now where because uh, for, for, for my experience in making music, I was always more of just kind of like the the uh, composer type and less of the producer engineer type. Now, you just kind of like, hey, we should do this. And then my cohort would just figure out a way to, to do that. Uh, and I'm not so good at that level. I'm just not smart with computers to that degree. Good Lord, Derek has such a tough time with technology constantly. Like yeah. I have never met anyone who will just have issues with the most basic things. No one else does. All the know. time. No, and it's it's a lot. It's a combination of things. I think part of it is like it's just genuinely hard for you to read things sometimes, it, like because of you know dyslexia, I'm dyslexic, ADHD. So yeah, yeah. But you're like you're like I just want to go through, and you'll just like press buttons without knowing what they do, and you're like I just want to get to the thing, and then it'll everything will explode. It's, yeah. It's a little bit funny, but as as the tech expert at that, the person who has to step in and set up a lot of our like emulators and stuff like that, because it's it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, but I, I think a good a good way to start whenever you're lear- learning any kind of program is just be like, what do I want to make? And then Google like, OK, I want to have I know I want to make this one part of a song, but I need an echo on it. And then you're like, how do I do that? And then you just YouTube how to make echoes and then yeah. you just like kind of go piece by piece. That's how I learned how to edit on Photoshop, how I learned, you know, Premiere, how how I learned what I can what I can do in audition, though I can't do very much. You know, and that's I think that's kind of how you yeah. have to do a software program as complicated as logic or you know anything that lets you do anything creative you kind of just gotta dive in and google as you go unless you're lucky enough to be able to take a class or some something i did take a class actually that's that's what started this um and that that was a good intro and i don't know it's it's uh for me i don't know like it would create create creativity i think is is uh is for me it's like when I'm really, really inspired, like I can't sit still, like I can't stop thinking about it. Like I just want to do this thing, and I just I kind of not really obsess over it, but like for me, when the creative bolt hits me, it's like, man, I you know, a freight train couldn't stop me. I just like I really just have this. I'm a fucking. I'm gonna go and I want to do this, and I just really get it. I mean, it's 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 a release, like the high of just getting something done and getting it finished and getting it out. Um, so I guess I would say like, yo, look for the fun is what I would recommend to you. That That's what works for me. Maybe you just like the challenge and you want something that's really hard. Um, but for me, like it's, 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 there's an express that, that there's some kind of emotion that I want to express and I want to get it out and get it, you know, on, you know, get it physical, get it tangible in some form and get it out either if, you know, uh, through through these videos or through music, um, so that's what I recommend to you is just make sure you hone in on that that emotion, uh, and try not to get so obsessed with 
you know, it's got to be good. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be the best. I, I, I need I need to really get over over that shit because I, I get too, too, too inundated with the details. But, you know, when you're just making videos. To me, I guess I, I always think that like the visual format, there's only so many colors, right? There's only so much fidelity you can have visually. But I think audio wise, it's like 10 times more depth. And it's also it's so much easier to feel self-conscious, I think, about audio than it is about video, because there are some fucking dudes in audio forums who are like, I can hear the Mm -hmm. you know, I you're only able humans can only hear under a certain frequency, but I can hear it. And you're just like, okay, dude, you know, whatever. Just just remember that most people do not care about audio. (laughs) That's and that is something I firmly believe, but that is coming from someone who is tone deaf and <laughs> like literally has a part of her brain who just doesn't doesn't care about audio. I've, I've, I, I actually like physically can't. I don't like I like watching YouTube videos, but for a tutorial or something like that, like I need to be able to read it because hearing watching a tutorial on YouTube and hearing something, I just don't understand it as well as reading it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So. Yeah. Uh, that's my advice to you. Just just think about Grace listening to it. Yeah. So I, I've, I've told this story <laughs> Don't before. think about that audio, bro. Think about Grace. <laughs> so, okay. On, on yeah. Audiophiles versus everybody else. Um, You never know what somebody else's perspective is like because you can never go in their head. Everybody, you know, is so vastly different. You'll never really understand anybody. Uh, however, there are moments where you can kind of get a peek inside someone's brain and how it operates. So when I first met Grace... Uh, Hotline Miami was like a hot new game and I was I got really really into synth music because of that and I think you really liked it and I really liked it and we were like I remember one time you were humming this song by Moon from the first game and you were like you know singing the song and I was like what are you singing? I'm going to spare you from it because it's actually intolerable to hear someone sing yeah. that song <laughs> Uh, what was it? <laughs> but that one. That's what Derek hears. Yeah. But I hear. I can't. That, my mouth can't even do it. The way Derek hears things is almost all percussion. And it's, and it's so, weird to me. It just doesn't. I'm like, what? Where are you? It's so crazy. To, it's like, yeah, hearing you sing that song. And I'm like, wait, that's what you hear in your head? Yeah. And. To me, that is just wild. I, like, I think I have some kind of low-level auditory processing <laughs> disorder, to be fair. I, I, well, I, I definitely have a reading disorder, but I, <laughs> I've always felt like... I feel like in my head, I can listen to a song and like I hear it verbatim exactly how it is. If I'm familiar enough with the song, I can listen... I can think about listening to a song and just pick out the drums or like the one part of that, that one vocal part. And, and in my head, I feel like I have a like perfect audio memory and or you could separate the layers yeah yeah Yeah. like um i guess people have like a photographic memory i have a phonographic memory but i that's the one thing about my i've never struggled with like in music and audio and stuff like that it's always just made sense to me so just just think about me being like da 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 da," whenever you're trying to make anything and i think it'll make you feel better it makes me feel better or really just fucking real all right also all right ultimate (laughs) Ultimate advice for anybody doing anything creative. Okay. Just get it done. Yeah. Don't worry about it being good. Don't worry about it being perfect. Just get it done. It's so true. There are so many people who are so good, so unbelievably, like even if I'm just like working with someone, 
like or imagine yourself working with someone would you rather work with like i don't know a cashier at subway pretend you work at subway okay all Got right. it. Are you there mentally? You're there. Yes. You're eating fresh. You're an artist. Me and and we're, we're, me and Goku and Bugs Bunny are working at Subway. Would you and rather? I'm, and I'm married to Betty Boop. Got it. Would you rather work with the person who only comes to work like every other shift that they're scheduled for, or would you rather work but is amazing at the cashier, or yeah. would you rather work with the person who is there every day, but like fucks up on the cashier like 50% of the time. Yeah. And for me, I would rather work with the person who at least is there and is trying. And I and I, I think that that is so true for anything creative. It's like as long showing up is just is 85% of it. Also, let's be real. Um the best and most successful shit of any art is not the good stuff. Like <laughs> Like, well, that's like a whole other discussion. Yeah, it's like the cream does not always rise to the top. Okay, it's like it, it is just doing good work does not equal success, uh, and that's something that I need to remind myself constantly because I always yeah. get really bent on trying to make the best shit ever, and I don't know. It's 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 I feel good when it's done, but like, yeah, this is a bigger topic now. But just I would I would say that like if you want to do something. Just, try, just get it done. Yeah. Just, just, just that That's the most important thing. You'll get good later. You'll get good along the way. But if you're finishing stuff, completing it, I think that's a, uh, is a more important skill. Yeah. I'm, I'm pepped up now. I'm fired up. Let's jump into this next question. Yeah. From This is from The Great Joe. Considering <laughs> all these early iOS games you're covering, will you be taking a look at iControlPad or its younger brethren? This is actually a two-part question. I had to look up iControlPad. Oh. And it... Basically, it looks like it's kind of an early version of just a game, a gamepad that would sync up to your um, phone and maybe something like a backbone where you can like kind of slide your phone in and make it into a controller. And it was like it looked like a kind of like an S like an NES controller, but with like dual analog sticks and like four oh, buttons like a flat yeah. playstation it looks like 2 a, controller. It, it, lo- it looks like, like a, 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 yeah, an NES controller, like it's square or rectangle. But it has the face buttons of a Super Nintendo controller with two analog sticks. It's so it's like someone took a, a PlayStation DualShock and smooshed it with a steamroller. Just, yeah, <laughs> just like those videos where they they just like smoosh things down. Yeah, and it's honestly that's those kinds of third party accessories for phones. Oh man, that's not something we've really I've ever considered going to. I think it would actually be kind of difficult to do that and i think it is fairly niche so i'm no i haven't really considered doing that but then the second part of their question was asking about the the neg con which sounds like some weird like you know um pickup artist bs (laughs) (laughs) i had to look it up (laughs) it is actually a uh, do you have this controller? I don't. So the, the NegCon is a PlayStation 1 controller with elevated uh, face buttons f- to simulate, like, uh, you know, a, a, a pedal. And also it turned in the middle so that you could, you know, crank your left hand forward and your right hand backwards, like towards you and away from you. Also to simulate some kind of uh, steering wheel situation. I, I remember playing that with, like, oh, you know, for, like, Ridge Racer or Ridge Racer Revolution or something like that. And it was garbage. It was not great. Maybe if you had stuck with it, 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 it was good. I don't know. 
but um it's 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 a f- fucking weird thing it's weird it's all yeah some some i don't know how the neg con and the eye toy whatever that thing was eye earlier, control pad got how those uh fit together but um i mean listen when it comes to weird controllers and weird third-party accessories there is no bottom only deeper <laughs> all right and this is from uh tuna what is okay this one we're gonna have to just do a speed run through because if we think about it too much we'll be thinking about it forever what is not necessarily your favorite game but the game you be believe to be the best objectively tetris that's true i would say the first i i thought about this a lot i think the first modern video game is super mario brothers sure because it took everything that kind of came before it like between Mario Brothers and the first Zelda, it basically took everything that had been done with video games before it and kind of put it in one perfect package. And I believe that like the first Mario, I would say the first Mario Brothers, maybe over the first Zelda, but probably the first Mario Brothers is maybe the oldest game that anyone could pick up and play and get it and enjoy it and still appreciate it. And I think that I, I, I've often thought that Mario Brothers is like it, it is the best. It is the oldest, most influential and best aging game of all time. All three of those things at once. Better than any other game. OK, so is that what you're going to put in? But, as I, your, but is I, it going to go over Tetris? But then it's like, would, would my mom play Mario Brothers? She could play Tetris. Yeah. So that's true. It's definitely between the original Mario Bros. That might be too complicated for some people who don't want to. Because it's like anybody can play Tetris. It's just a logic. It's such a simple logical game that is as, probably as simple as it can be while still being engaging and fun. You know, Pong is also very simple, but like it's you kind of get it after like yeah. three seconds. Um, those are my those probably my two answers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. I was just going to say Breath of the Wild because I, I just <laughs> think it's fun. <laughs> Oh, I, I just like it when you you can blow yourself up and then you fall through a wall. That's just that's what I like. I, so. I, I had an appointment with a doctor uh, <laughs> recently and um, he knew me as a uh, uh, as, as a video gamer. He knew that I was a YouTuber and he was like, oh, hey, man, like and I think we're about the same age. So he's like, what's new in the world of video games? And I was like, oh, they just announced a new sequel to Breath of the Wild. And he was like, I hear that game is so good and I, I own it like twice. But like, I just I don't I don't. I don't get, I, I just, I'm going to get it. And yeah. I was like, well, what no one tells you, man, is that the Great Plateau fucking sucks. The first two hours. Dude, the are... first couple, of, I would say even like once the Great Plateau is kind of a, it's, it's slow, it's kind of boring. And then you're like, you really are just like, all right, go figure it out. And you need a little bit of direction. And when you got to go like to that one place with the, uh, the, the scientist. Or... Yeah. And you get to light all the, uh, the torches. Speaking and... of lollies. Oh God. Yeah. It's not even. <laughs> Not even go not there. Even go. Yes. It's, I'm, but, I'm, I'm playing Dragon Quest Eleven. That's also an issue of like, oh, I'm a grown woman, but I also look like a child. That's kind of weird. Anyway. Uh, don't think about it. Yeah. So. I but I, yeah, Breath of the Wild is, I mean, is a but, great game. But also but like, man, all video games that come out now, you have like all video games have a really long tutorial. Like there's not like any triple A situation is going to have that tutorial. It almost is kind of like goes without saying. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think if if you could somehow just like drop 
just parachute someone in who has like a basic level of knowledge with video games into like the middle of that game, they'd probably be fine. But you, you know can't what? you can't do that like with my mom or your mom. I, I think you you probably can do something as complicated as this game because of its 3D and its movement and all that stuff. But Portal, oh yeah, I love is that such game. a complicated, uh, and like it's it's such a complicated game that explain. I don't know that a game as complicated as Portal explains itself better than Portal. The f- opening minutes of that game are utterly brilliant in how they show you how the world works. The idea is a gun, you shoot a wall, you walk through it. Yeah, it makes sense now that we know about it, but like if you just like woke up from a coma and someone threw a portal at you, you'd be like, what's going on? What am I doing in this game? Why am I motion sick? Yeah. But like the first like that that game is an absolute masterclass. Yeah. In showing, not telling. Man, I played a game recently on on the Ouya that called <laughs> <laughs> Polarity, and this has got to be one of the best games on the Ouya, and it, it did make it off of the Ouya, thank God. But yeah, it's a a really cool take on a portal style puzzle game without doing portals. Yeah, and I I was just it was just like making me really I was just really appreciating it the other day. It, it's not relevant to this question necessarily, but I, I just kind of want to throw a shout out to p- Polarity. <laughs> shout, shout out to <laughs> Polarity. Glad you got off the Ouya. Yeah. <laughs> you made it. Um, all right. So this is a question from Sudeikis. <laughs> that is not how you pronounce we, it. Oh right. my God. We always get their name Do, wrong. And I feel like they always, <laughs> they always, cr- they so always crack up when we get their name wrong. So there you go, bro. <laughs> Do either of you enjoy remix slash cover music of video game music? Any favorites you have heard or would like to hear someone take on in the future? I have an answer to this one. Do it. A music question that I have an answer go to. Go for it. Um, and the answer is not really. <laughs> oh. No, no. I mean, I don't listen to straight, <laughs> straight. Like, well, let me finish. I don't listen to straight remixes usually. But there is an artist that I just love who also happens to be a YouTuber, but they have music on Spotify called Sean Wasabi. And yeah, so he no. makes completely like original music, but samples a ton from video games. So you'll just be like listening to a song and then all of a sudden you'll hear the um, the boink, like, oh, my God, I've been caught sound from yeah. Metal Gear Solid or there will be like a little like a little riff that it's like, oh, that's Final Fantasy seven. That's mm-hmm. the rest music like there. There's. Yeah, he, he has a song called Animal Crossing mm-hmm. um, about being in, being being a villager in Animal Crossing. But like it's it's a. Uh, it's it's funny. It's called Animal Crossing, but the hook is sort of like we're just animals, animals crossing. So it's like legally distinct from Animal Crossing, <laughs> but it's like yeah. Um, very good. Very much recommend them in terms like, of like straight. But also, he's remixes. like like that's like next level kind of shit of like, you know. That's, amazing production. That, yeah, just, that's that's that, that's that's an amazing producer who's a, a fantastic producer, fantastic songwriter, fantastic melody. Uh, and I think Sean Wasabi, I feel like I would say full full stop. Uh, that album he made, uh, fantastic, almost mm-hmm. front to back, bangers nonstop. Um, and uh, I've pretty much enjoyed just about everything he's put out. But he doesn't make video game musics, but so much as he makes video game uh, uh, inspired music. It's like he, sort of. He, he he is not a producer making video game music. He is a producer who is a huge video game fan, inspired by video games, who makes original music. And I think that's that's uh, a more interesting yeah. way to go about it now. 
Um, cause I, when I first discovered, uh, overclock remixes back in like man, 2002, I thought it was the coolest shit ever. I used to have a burn CD, um, that was like, just like 15, 18, like songs I thought were like the best from that, from, from that website. Uh, and that was like in my car, my CD player for like years. <laughs> um, but then a lot of that website was. Well, here's more Chrono Trigger. Here's more Zelda. Here's more Final Fantasy VII. And I was like, dude, there's so much other good music out there you could be doing remixes of, guys. Um, but uh, we we actually found a really fun um music playlist recently. Where isn't it someone who remixes all the songs that are on Tony Hawk? Into like chiptune songs. Oh yeah, like um, that's so that's kind of tangentially video game. Yeah, remixes oh, God, a while, sort of. <laughs> a while ago, um, uh, uh, the the Pterodactyl Squad or Test Squad, um, who were like one of the first like chiptune collectives that I ever really became aware of, uh, they made two, at least two, maybe three now, Weezer tribute albums all in uh, chiptune, and Bit Shifter does a remix of uh, "The World Has Turned and Left Me Here." that like goes so hard is amazing. There's some really, really good stuff on that. Um, yeah. I don't know if I really seek out video game remixes so much anymore. Every once in a while, I will like pop onto Spotify and just see like, Hey, is this song? Cause there's so much original video game music. It's just like, Oh, here's all of like, you know, Falcons East stuff and so much Sega and Mega Man stuff is just on Spotify. But every once in a while I'll, I'll plug in a game and I can't find an original version and I'll just find like, uh, a bunch of different covers of it mm-hmm. and that's fun i listen to a lot of like anime girl studying music. oh yeah no we got and so I mean, you'll that that'll pop up occasionally where I someone th- made a lo-fi think, like, remix of yeah game chops blue. and dj Cutman have like got that they got that niche they got that niche corner but like yeah the lo-fi remixes of video game music uh those are those can be okay because those serve a purpose some of those out- are terrible but, but they, they serve a purpose outside of like huh huh it's, it's, it's the zelda song Every once in a while, they pop up, and I'm like, oh, this is a really cool... He has a good groove. Oh, wait a minute. That's... Well, this is actually a Final Fantasy song. That's cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. I will say this. Uh, we talked about Potline Miami earlier. Uh, Perturbator or per- Perturbator. Whatever that guy's name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, several years ago, he did a fucking amazing cover of the Clock Tower theme from Castlevania 3. But like, right. just imagine Castlevania three, but like, channel through Hotline Miami synth, synth pop, amazing. Um, but in general, no, I don't really track it much. Yeah, I, I just, I'd sooner listen to the real thing. All right, and so this is another HVGN question, um, from Desner. Have you softened your stance on Mega Man Ten over the years? Oh man, I have. You know what? I haven't played Mega Man Ten much since then. Uh, I've gone back to Mega Man 9 and I still stand that that game is amazing, but the Wily boss is too damn hard. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's the thing. Derek, as we said earlier, Derek never neither forgives or forgets. <laughs> <laughs> so no. I, st- I still think the story in Mega Man 10's bad. Yeah. I still think that like some of the levels are great. I have I, I, I've been pushed back on my thoughts on the uh, soundtrack to Mega Man 10. And I have gone back to to that, and I'm like, I I don't think the soundtrack to Mega Man 10 is good. I, I I think that there's some people that really like certain songs, and it's like, yeah, tone 
wise, there are some songs on Mega Man 10 that have great, like, you know, production or engineering or what do you want to talk about? Mm-hmm. Weak melodies all the way through. Sorry. Just like, and my problem with Mega Man 10 really was that as a Mega Man fan, I saw in real time Mega Man, the Mega Man original series and then the Mega Man X series. I saw them go from like amazing new games to becoming rubber stamp formulaic so quickly. Like Mega Man X was one was so amazing. And then Mega Man X2 was like, okay, we're still about the same thing. The Mega Man X3 was like, oh, it's all right. It's the same shit again. And the Mega Man X4 was like, oh man, really brought it up. The PlayStation, it's new and it's better. And then Mega Man X5 and 6 were like, okay, it's just the same game again. So to me, it was like you made Mega Man 9. It was just great new thing and just was just it was so fantastic so great and i saw Mega Man 10 and was like yeah you did it you just rubber stamped like it just felt like it really hasn't um there was no not as much passion to it Uh, oh how do you think Mega Man 11 goes as a follow-up to Mega Man 10 man i i mean there were so many years between them yeah i don't know that's really you can compare the two of them to me Mega Man 11 was like here's a new new chapter yeah and, and I guess it didn't really work because we haven't heard anything new yeah, since I then. Kind of was mid on it. I know there were yeah. some things about it I really liked. I thought the controls were not as tight as yeah. it could be. Um, I thought that there were some segments where it's like there were some areas of that game where if it was a Mega Man NES game, I would have absolutely been able to make that jump. But I feel like uh, his jump, the the, the the controls weren't quite as tight game looked phenomenal i don't know i i i should go i haven't really played Mega Man 11 since uh it came out in what like late 2017 and i recall just being very mid on it yeah and that's why we never did a video on it i just uh just didn't have much to say about it it was just like eh. mm-hmm. so instead we just made like another like we we, we, we and also we had done enough minor number nine videos <laughs> I guess we felt that we had run it on the ground. All right. So this is from Hayden. Uh, do you think you'll be able to port Pikmin from Pikmin Bloom into <gasps> Pikmin 4, like in Pokemon Go, and they'll have their nice little hats? You fucking better be able to. Not. Yeah. If if I'm not, I'm, I'm still going to be grateful we got a Pikmin 4. <laughs> like, the, like, but... The dozens but of I'll us. I'll be a little sad. The dozens of us who are out here playing Pikmin Bloom, which Grace has got me on Pikmin Bloom now. Dude, he, Derek is so into it. You're so like, into it, man. like last night, I I was like, you're like, okay, I'm gonna like just kind of hang out before I go to bed. But good night, honey. And I'm like, okay, good night. And then I heard the fucking Pikmin Bloom music, and Derek's like sending his guys out to fight mushrooms. Hell yeah. Oh man. I mean, I got you so good. Definitely win. <laughs> When when Pikmin Four was announced, um, uh, I I texted uh, Kelsey Lewin, a friend who is also the only other person I know that plays Pikmin Bloom. I was like, I guess Pikmin Bloom isn't gonna get canceled anytime soon because Pikmin Four is around, right? God, at least until three months after Pikmin Four releases, yeah, is how long Pikmin Bloom's yeah. gonna last. Like I, before I was thinking it was definitely gonna go away by. I thought it was March gonna already be of next year. Yeah. But like March 2023 was my anticipated dead date. Oh, because that's like the that's the that's fiscal the, it, year. Yeah, yeah, but 
<laughs> I we're at least gonna go a little bit past then now, guaranteed. So that's that's pretty hilarious. We better get some some special. Do you think that Pikmin Bloom and Pikmin Four were initially supposed to launch at the same time, but Pikmin Four was just hella delayed? Man, I because that would make more sense than what actually happened. I feel like Pikmin only exists because Miyamoto loves it. And he's fucking Miyamoto. But even he <laughs> still has to work really hard to convince everyone to make a, a, a Pikmin To do thing. anything Pikmin, and yeah. And so I think, like, I think Pikmin <laughs> Bloom was actually his, like, long con. Like, see, people still, they like the Pikmin 3 is still buying it. Pikmin Bloom's doing all right, isn't it? I, I, man. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, you know, I, I think that. I think they probably will have some sort of functionality. I mean, but the more I think about it, then I'm like, what if will Pikmin 4 be set on Earth then to make that make sense? Like, how how will that integrate? And I, I don't know, because we don't know very much well, at I all. Mean, don't the Pikmin, well, I, I thought the, the first Pikmin game took place on like a apocalyptic Earth. No, you crash or... land on a different planet In... as you're out being like a delivery man. But, but you're picking Ol- up, Olimar but you, crash lands on a different But you're planet. picking but you're still like in kind of mundane earth environments like picking up bottle caps and stuff like that. He's just um, really small. They're there's mushroom pic- caps. You know, there, I don't know. There's there's Pikmin lore here that I uh I don't, you know, I'm, I'm out of my depth. To be I'm going I'm going to abort. I'm out of my depth. We need to call but, Arlo just immediately. Yeah, exactly. Please help us um, so we can talk about Pikmin. Actually, I would love to do that especially as we're getting close to Pikmin 4 and just have him on and we'll just yell, yeah. like last time I we were able to see Arlo during PAX and I definitely yelled at him for not playing Pikmin Bloom anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, because you two are you two are friends. On Pikmin yeah. yeah, I actually have a lot of friends on people on Pikmin uh, Bloom. Because anytime I interact with anyone, I just immediately friend request. I have them. at least one person that I don't know, but I'm a friend with them. I have no idea who they are. Yeah. But we're friends. You know what? And that's that's what counts. Yeah. Okay. So yes, excited about Pikmin Bloom. Excited that Pikmin we're always blooming and we're excited that it's you know what it's gonna be around for a little bit longer you know and i think we should you have, oh anyone? we have one last one last topic one. Or okay sort of a question and this is from re4 matt and here i'm just gonna read this out not really a question but i wonder if the crash bandicoot nitro kart 3d zevos ports sped up music has to do with brazil being a pal slash 50 hertz country and you are playing at 60 hertz. If the game was designed for 50 hertz, the music might sound correct if you played it at 50 hertz. That makes so much sense. That's possible. However, I don't. We don't have that problem with any other game on the Zebo. Yeah, no other game. <laughs> like everything else sounded correct. So it's. I mean, that is hard to say. I feel like I do want to reach out to some of the Zebo experts that we've met, and I think the guy who. Um, who lent us their Zebo and ask them about that because that that is really interesting and I can't believe it didn't really occur to me at the time and I will the reason it didn't occur to me is because all the other music and audio for every other game sounded fine it sounded bad but I that, mean but that one in particular is yeah. was weird to sell also I want to backtrack a little bit Chris oh okay sorry um this person's name is re4 Matt yes. I think then I think I'm be reformat reformat <laughs> but we just saw Resident <laughs> Evil 4 and we're like oh it's Oh, it's the Resident Evil 4 Matthew. I feel like I need um, to have a countdown for every episode that's just like, how long until Resident Evil 4? Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. Well, it there, happened very, I think it happened really quickly there in this is a episode. a Twitter account, I think, that, that, 
Oh, countdown for us for when we're. Yeah, how long until we talk about Resident Evil? Time to Resident Evil 4. We already talked about about Resident Evil 4 earlier, actually. Yeah, so it it happens literally every other Man, so maybe maybe the problem with that song is the is the Hurst difference. Yeah. It's it's possible. However, I still hold that that song is very funny, (laughs) and I was very proud of the joke. It makes it sound like it was trying to get me enrolled in clown college. Yeah. Uh, and so I, 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 I stand by that joke. I stand by that part of the video. Um, <laughs> but more, more research is needed. Mm-hmm. Mistakes were potentially made. God, I wonder if I can take all the Resident Evil four music and like you know <laughs> speed it up a little bit. Nah, because no, there's a couple of songs that I don't think this megahertz. This I, I would have to because I'm sure that there is a way to like in an audio program convert something from 50 to 60, and we could just do that real quick to make it, see if be, it. Yeah, you know what. And back yeah. and forth and just see if it sounds right or not. That's possible. Um, I want to believe that this is not true, though. <laughs> and that the Zebo is just a hilarious is, is just a hilarious thing. Well, just like how I want to believe that it's reform our Resident Evil format and not reformat. <laughs> yeah. We have one last uh, question here. Oh, OK. It's not really a question from Metalhead 616. Oh, yes. I just want to say that Doom 64 is the goat. Great question. Great, great statement. Thank you, Metalhead six one six. Totally agree. That's a great note to end on. Honestly, four is the goat, greatest of all time. Uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it. Man, it is September twenty first. Again, we recorded this a couple days late. I apologize, uh, but I was sick. We'll be back October third. Holy crap! It's already October. My God. Yep. Um. Yeah, October third. Uh, and then. I guess October 17th after that, we'll see. But, um, oh, yeah, we we'll actually a- October 17th. So, this is too early in the future, but the second podcast of October will probably be recorded on a funky date because we will be, oh, we'll be- attending Portland Retro. And I think we'll be driving, during, yeah, during our normal time, we'll be driving <laughs> we'll back, be driving back, yeah, from Portland. So, that's not happening. But October 3rd, locked in next one, <laughs> As- assuming, assuming no more colds and, and sickness happens. Which we should be okay. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, thank you, everybody who was uh, chatting today on the podcast. I know different time, slightly smaller uh, crew today chatting, but we still appreciate y'all hanging out. Um, if you want to chat along with us while we do this, uh, record these podcasts here, uh, you can support us on Patreon. It's only $1. $1 on Patreon. Get, get into the, uh, uh, the Discord. Yeah, and we appreciate everyone for supporting and subscribing. But if you were not able to, just sharing is more than enough. Yeah. And also, I guess, rating us five stars. Yeah. Or I guess we should know. be talking. Yeah, we, we, you know what? I was, I, I somehow came across our rating on iTunes like a couple days ago. And I think we have like only a handful of ratings, but they're all five stars. Oh, thank you. So, hell yeah. Let's, yeah, go hell for it, man. Yeah. Let, do it yeah let them know that like yeah we're the chill dumb podcast with De- grace and derek derek and grace um the deuce <laughs> the deuce the deuce the uncle and the deuce <laughs> <laughs> all right you guys have a lovely rest of your Everyone, time Bye. take care good night <laughs>